to check the tape. It's March 3rd, 2019, Sunday night. And I'm Arya Atari, your host. Join on the line every Sunday night, beginning of the week, is Justin Moskal. What's going on, buddy? What's going on? Uh, you know, just had, had a nice dinner. Watching, yeah. some, uh, watching some hoop. What did you have? Uh, what you chicken. eating? What you eating? It's an inside <laughs> joke. A little chicken uh, salad, green beans, you know, stayed healthy tonight. Okay, good for you. Good for you. Did you uh, uh did you get to watch any of the uh Celtics Rockets game that I wish I didn't watch? Yeah, I watched uh the first three actually and was like, well, wow, the Celtics really do suck. And then they made a little comeback, but that was while I was eh. eating, so Yeah. Little comeback is little is the keyword there. Yeah, exactly. So we could start off with the Celtics if you wanted to. Um, I wanted to talk about, you know, the two historical, I mean, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff, but like to lead off, I want to talk about the two historical franchises, the Celtics and the Lakers. They both combined for 33 NBA championships, even though LA fans shouldn't claim the five that the Lakers won in Minneapolis. Just a little disclaimer <laughs> there. Yeah. I want to talk about those two teams. Which one do you want to start off with? I'll let you pick. So to be quite honest with you, these two the struggles are pretty similar to me, right? In in the fact that Kyrie and LeBron are their leaders of each team, respectively, and they don't seem to be very liked by the players on the team because yeah, of how they're great leaders. They were great yeah, leaders, exactly. And it really all stems from the same exact thing: how outspoken they were about the team issues and impending free agency, and like who they need to be better. Which is just very quickly saying, "Okay, my team's not good enough." So it's just like the struggles are, are seem to be stemming from a chemistry standpoint rather than a talent standpoint, if you'd agree with that. Yep. That's where I'm at with, with these teams. They're just – the Lakers are just not good. So let's start with the Lakers then. The thing with them is – and these situations are completely different because, you know, the Celtics are struggling and all, but they're going to make the playoffs. Or maybe they won't, honestly. Yeah. I don't know if they'll win. Well, I, I was going to say that too is the <laughs> Lakers are bad – but they're in the West and being and bad. Right. You guys are in the East and are – I wouldn't even – you're not bad, obviously. But you're not who the Celtics should be right now with the talent on the, on the roster. All right, so which one are we doing? The Lakers? So they're going to miss the playoffs in all likelihood. After that loss to the Suns Sunday night or Saturday night, I was convinced they're not going to make it because their defense is horrible. The chemistry is off. And these other guys they have, like the non-young players, they're all kind of just horrible. Lance, Caldwell, Pope. McGee had a good game Saturday, but like, whatever. Rondo is up and down. I mean, I still feel like he only cares if he's on national television. Um, I will say Brent Ingram's been playing well the last couple of games, and maybe he's uh, helping the Lakers out by bumping up his stock when they try and unload all their young guys again this summer. Yeah, I was going to mention Brandon Ingram is really the only one that has seemed to like, you know, buy in even a little bit to like, all right, we have to make the playoffs or at least start playing better. Everyone else has seemed like they're checked out. And if Lonzo Ball is why you're not playing well, it's kind of a problem. Yeah, I mean, they're deep. He was their best defensive player, probably. And yeah, uh, yeah definitely him because Tyson Chandler's old. And if you're not winning because you don't have Lonzo. I mean, 
that should say a lot about your team right then and there. Exactly. Did you see LeBron's inbound pass? Which one? He the one where he took it out nice and slow, all nonchalant. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah he... Tried to throw it to Rondo and threw it off the backboard. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did see that. I thought, oh, yeah, he oh, like yeah I know what you're talking overhand about. Overhand threw it off the backboard. Yeah, they had. <laughs> for a I don't know if he threw the crappy one on Friday against Milwaukee. Yeah, it was. That was him too. Yeah, I'm pretty. Okay. I'm like ninety percent sure. He's just. Hey, man, he's got Space Jam two to worry about. He's got Space Jam 2. He's got the shop. He's got... What else Look, does he have? People can hate on the shop. I'm a big fan of the shop. No, I like the shop. But, you know, yeah. I also think that this guy is the NBA's best player. Maybe when he's not uh, when he's not performing... I mean, he's performing well. Let's not, let's not forget that. He's still averaging like 27, 8, and 8 or something like that. But it's like he has all these other interests and it makes you think like maybe he's realized that this is where he needs to put all of his time and he's not going to win the championship this season. And he's not because of the warriors. And this got yeah, me thinking, he's not wrong. Right. And this got me thinking, why don't they just shut him down? Because he's played eight straight finals, right? Yeah. That is 16 additional months of basketball. That he's played, he's ba- he's basically played a year and a quarter of basketball during just his eight playoff or fl- finals runs that he's had. Why don't you shut him down? Let him get a rest. Forget the playoffs. You're not even going to win anything anyways. You'd probably get swept by the Warriors round one. Forget the playoffs. Let LeBron get some rest. He can come into the next season fully rejuvenated. And with him out, you're even worse. Helps your uh, draft pick. And see the problem. There's a there's a big problem with that, and it's like that makes sense and all of that. But do the Lakers really think that shutting down LeBron and they really think they can't make the playoffs still? Like, deep, like they really believe that? I think that they believe I mean, they can still make it. They probably so, could make it, but like, what's the point? You're not going to beat the Warriors if you get that eight seed. I know, but that's not what people go into the playoffs thinking. You know what I mean? Like, it, you just and the, not to mention. But that's what LeBron should be thinking. He's smart enough to know. I understand. It. I understand that. But the NBA would something would happen. The NBA. I saw somebody tweet this today, which I agreed with. The NBA playoffs without LeBron James, it takes a hit. Yeah, but ratings like, wise, if he's out round one, what difference does it really make? You know. I mean, I guess, but I don't know. I de- which, and I agree with you that he should shut it down because in all the Just reasons make that up- he pointed. Just make up the groin injury again. But I just don't see it happening. That's yeah. You could just fake an injury. It's not hard to do. I mean, if he really, if he, if they have mailed it in, which it does seem like they they have mailed it in, and they just lost to the Suns. Yep. Then he should shut it down. I agree. And then the other side of it is, you know, Brandon Ingram's been on the tear recently. It gives him a chance to showcase and prove that he's a quality player or whatever, which, you know, people were hoping that he and all these other young guys were going to do when LeBron was out that entire month with the groin injury and that didn't. But if he can, and he's been playing well now, Ingram, and if he can have another solid stretch, then he becomes a more valuable asset this summer when you try and revisit those Anthony Davis trade talks. Yeah. And this is all nice and what like we're saying, but there's zero chance that he shuts it down. No, it's not going to happen. He's got 
Yeah. I mean, he's too he's, much pride, too much. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're looking at it from like a, I don't know, I guess a numerical standpoint. We're not factoring in the human element and the fact that this exactly. guy is one of, if not the best basketball player ever. And he's just what? Not going to play basketball. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like, <laughs> this isn't going to happen. We're just saying probably should happen just to look out for him for the years coming. Either way, I mean. Yeah, and it's not like they were going to make a long finals run anyways this postseason. No. So He knows oh. that it's all about next year. when he LeBron James is begging Kevin Durant to leave the Warriors. Well, yeah, not even to come to the Lakers. Just leave. Yeah, just get out of the West, and he's he can going, do whatever. He's going to the Knicks, by the way. It's it's. I think it's a done deal. So do I. I mean, they made the move for the cap space. We've heard the rumblings. Rich Kleiman, he freaked out when people asked him about it. And then the part to me that really sealed it was not that his business got moved to New York for their headquarters, but it was when Jay Williams tweeted, Oh, just so you know, uh, this doesn't mean anything. This is a common thing or whatever. Because, you know, Jay Williams is, like, involved with their business or whatever, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, and when he said that, I was like, all right, this is a dud deal. Because why would you um, why would you uh, say something if it wasn't? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Why would you go out of your way to be like, whoa, there's nothing happening over here, I swear. Yeah, pay no attention to the superstar moving his uh, corporation to New York, which he's been rumored yeah. to play for next year. But that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, okay. Nothing. Just like just like when LeBron went and visited schools in Los Angeles with his wife, that didn't mean anything. Just when LeBron bought that house, that second house in Los Angeles, that didn't mean anything. Do you know that? Yeah, just when LeBron made uh, Bronny Jr. play for an L.A. team while still living in Akron, like... When Maverick Carter uh, went to L.A. and, you know, that's where the business started to be, Spring Hill, when they did all that stuff and moved it to L.A., that didn't mean anything either. So I think no. it's already been set in stone. And, yeah, so congrats in advance. Thanks, man. And I, I know I've said this on this before, and you can obviously attest because you're the one I talk basketball with, but I have hated Kevin Durant for so long. And now he's just going to come to the Knicks, and I'm going to have to love him. And I will love him. Yeah, you're going to have to uh, go delete some of your old tweets. I don't know if I ever tweeted like oh, – I probably have. You never <laughs> tweeted, you never <laughs> tweeted uh, that you hated him or that he's – There's actually no doubt in my mind I've tweeted that. Yeah. Well, it's uh, you got some time. Yeah. Kevin Durant's a Nick. I got to get a jersey. Oh, wow. Yeah. So anyways, let's talk about that uh, other historical franchise that's breaking my heart. Uh, the Boston Celtics, they just got killed by the Rockets. Uh, I, we mentioned that at the top. And yeah. Eric the, Gordon. Uh, yeah, Eric Gordon, Harden. And they had this little quasi-comeback that really amounted to nothing. Um, for me, you know, I was, uh, I was on Celtics Reddit. I was looking at what people were saying, and it's always the same thing after every one of these games. It's always like, oh, we just got to figure, figure it out, take accountability. Brad's got to start changing things up, blah, blah, blah. And to start with that, you know, this team is 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games since the trade deadline. I mean, they didn't make a big trade at the deadline, but they're 3-7 and seven since the deadline. And 
That's horrible. I think the lineup change they should make is go back to that starting five that was so successful last year. So go with Kyrie, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, and Aaron Baines. Move Smart and Morris to the bench. Marcus Morris is awful. He's been awful for like a month. He had zero points. But isn't the... Yeah, he was 18 minutes, 0 for 3, minus 15. Um, Isn't the problem... for with the Celtics right now and Brad Stevens, the fact that he isn't changing anything. That's like all I've been seeing from every Celtics, you know, writer, people on Twitter nonstop is that it's just the same rotations nonstop and it's just not working. Yeah, there's not a lot of creativity, which is annoying. I mean, it's clearly not it's working. Clearly not, yeah, exactly. Like we're just about to say the same thing. Like something's not going right and you have to change something or it's just keep going to keep progressing poorly but the thing with the Celtics is like they've had so many up and down turns like every time it seemed like it was gonna go look well and things were turning the corner um they go on a losing streak you know before they had this losing three out of their last seven or no they've gone they've won three of their last ten sorry they've gone three and seven they won like 10 out of 11 with that one loss being a close game to the Warriors. So they've had some success, but it's just no consistency. You can't trust this team night to night. And I don't know what the issue is. I think a lot of it, you could look individually. Hayward's not the same guy, you know, at the beginning of the season, Jalen Brown was struggling in his reduced role. And he's actually been pretty well as of late. I'm not going to lie. And Terry Rozier has just been awful all year. Um, But now I think the main issue is just kind of the chemistry and like being a team. And a lot of that is Kyrie's fault. He keeps blasting these guys in the media when he said, oh, we got a lot of young guys here who think they're a lot, who think they're capable of doing more than they are. He said something like that. Um, And then Terry Rozier, he said, oh, we're in constant competition whenever we're on the court. You know, he thinks he can be the start. I don't know what he said. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Um, but it was like him and Rozier are like competitors against each other for playing time or whatever. I'm like, you guys are teammates. You shouldn't be like competing against each other. You should be on the same side. You should be competing against the other team, maybe. And that's, um, and that's the thing that people said last year, too, is when you guys had this, you know, nice run without Kyrie in the playoffs. And everybody sat there and was like, Kyrie Irving's got to be kind of like, shit, they're doing all this without me. Do they need me to this, that, and the other? And then people on the team are saying the same thing. So then he comes back this year, and now it's kind of unfolding in front of us where everyone is like, well, I'm better. I'm better. I need the ball. I can do this, and it's just not working. Right. And not to to throw uh, the old Mamba under the bus here, but – He's kind of brought your boy down a little bit. Five of 15 shooting tonight. You're talking about Tatum? Yeah. He doesn't go to the basket. He He loves the mid-range fadeaway. You know what else bothers me about him? His handle is not very good. What a a bad 21st birthday for him. Yeah, right? I don't know. You think he's going to party on on the north end afterwards? Absolutely. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, it's, it's frustrating. I don't even know like what guys Kyrie like trusts. Who do you like, you know, how LeBron, when he was 
you know, he just had guys he trusted when he had these teams. And I'm comparing Kyrie to LeBron because he's from the LeBron James school of leadership. Um, Obviously. LeBron always had these guys he trusted. Like, he always leaned towards, like, the veterans. So we saw last year he loved having Kyle Korver. You know, JR was his guy, and that actually ended up backfiring for him in the finals. Tristan Thompson was another guy who was one of his guys. Who do you think on the Celtics Kyrie even likes, honestly? Al Horford, maybe. Maybe? (laughs) Maybe. I mean, Looking at the roster, it's like, but that seems to be the problem. And this is what I was going to say is no one knows what the real issue is with the Celtics, which is why you can't fix it. And second is every player you look at, it seems like they're they're playing individually. Like Jalen Brown, Tatum, Kyrie, even like you said, Rozier. Mm-hmm. They're all just playing for themselves and not trying to win the game. They're just trying to show that, hey, I'm better than this guy. I should be playing. It's not a cohesive unit. I said last week, if we lost Kyrie, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Well, he's a Nick, too, so. So, yeah, the, the team's just been struggling all year, and they made that change to the starting lineup to put Marcus Smart and Marcus Morris, and that's when they went on a little run and then had the downturn again. So I think they should do another lineup change. I'd be surprised. We play the Warriors. Uh, oh, and this is how we do a professional segue. Uh, we play the Warriors on Tuesday, and I'd be surprised <laughs> if uh, Jalen Brown and... If J- at least Jalen Brown isn't in the starting lineup. I would like Jalen Brown and Aaron Baines to both be in the starting lineup, but Aaron Baines is still coming back from injury a little bit, so you got to wait on that. But, yeah, so we'll see what happens during that Warriors game, and now we can segue to the two-time defending champion, Golden State Warriors. You see what I did there? Oh, yeah, very nice. That's, that's professional a, stuff there. That's a professional segue. They don't they don't teach you that stuff in school. Um, <laughs> they don't. So the Golden State Warriors, they had the big win, ABC primetime game Saturday night uh, against the Philadelphia 76ers. Some of the stars were missing. Klay Thompson didn't play for the Warriors, and Philly was without Embiid. But, you know, it was a close game towards the end, and the Warriors ended up taking it. And then after the game, Iguodala said he thinks Steph Curry is the second-best point guard of all time. What do we think of that? So, when you sent me that, or when we talked about that, you know, not on this, obviously. Yeah, when I, I sent you the agenda, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was like, no way. And then I Googled it, and just to see, like, the conversation out there, ESPN, a couple different sites. These were the names that came up. Magic, Stockton, Robertson, Thomas, Nash, Kidd, Peyton, AI, and Chris Paul. So, Magic Which being one the one... So Magic exactly. being the one is better, right? Yes. Which any of those would you be like, oh no, I want them over Steph? Absolutely not. The only one who there's an argument to be made is Oscar Robertson. Yeah. And I think by the end of Steph's career, he's gonna surpass him. It'd be nice if Steph could win a Finals MVP, though. Yeah, he will. I mean, he's over three. You don't think they would just give it to him this year? I mean, obviously, you'd have to see how the finals goes, but... He was the best player in that finals last year, I felt like. And then Durant had the big game three, and then they gave it to Curry. Or they gave it to Durant. Yeah, he hit the same shot two years in a row. Yeah, exactly. So they kind of were like, all right, well... I don't know. I think think Steph's probably the second best point ever. I mean, are we forgetting? And we are forgetting this, but... That's 73-9 team. I know they didn't win the championship, but that's still a pretty big accomplishment. 
like if he was the best player on a team that had the best regular season record and won the title, we'd be thinking of him so much differently. And we still think of him as like an all-time great player and he's clearly the best shooter ever, but we've just cuz they didn't win the title, does that really devalue it that much? I mean, it was more of the way he played in that and that people devalue it. But you can't Yeah, yeah, in the finals. But in LeBron and Kyrie were just on a different level that finals at the end. So, like you said, I mean, 70 73 and 9 and that roster, that roster is good, but that is not 73 and 9 good. And yeah. Steph Curry made that team what they are. So I I'd have to agree with Iguodala. Top 2 agreed. Top 2, but I'm not too. Exactly. Oh, well, I think he, I think he is too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt like saying that after you said that. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, that team, the, the 2016 team, I mean, I still believe Draymond doesn't get suspended for Game 5. They win the championship. Yeah, exactly. But they then, sh- you could say, oh, they shouldn't even have really been there unless Clay Thompson caught fire in Game 6 against Oklahoma City, and we could have had the Cavs-Thunder uh, Cavs final. So that there's so many what-ifs with that postseason. Um, this Warriors team, though, you know, when I was watching that Sixers game, it's amazing how good Boogie's been for them. Yeah. And we talked about this last week, but that, and which Embiid didn't play, so obviously it was a little different. Which yeah. Van Gundy said that the matchup without Embiid was harder for Boogie, which kind of threw me was, off a bit. It was on defense a little bit because he had to like chase Mike Scott around the three point land when Mike Scott was hitting literally everything. Yeah, but they could just on offense just throw boogie the ball and he could just shove somebody and play the ball up exactly and then he was getting every rebound too exactly so i mean you take what you can get there but um yeah he's been awesome and for all the people that i mean he signed the one-year deal to prove himself and for all the people that were like oh i don't know if boogie's gonna be back i don't know if this is gonna you know me included uh, exactly but he was out (laughs) until january like, they waited an extra month or two months for him to come back, where he was fully ready to go. And 90% Boogie is better than, you know, 90% of the league. So putting him on the Warriors, it's, it's just unfair. It's going to be unfair, and it'll show in the playoffs. Yeah, and the thing is, they had that luxury of waiting for him to come back because they— don't need him to win a title. They're the Warriors. They actually just don't need him to win a title. I mean, he makes them even more yeah. unfair. Um, because every time when I watch the Warriors, I kind of forget that he's there. And then when he's, you know, having one of his big games, I'm like, oh shit, they got this guy too. And this is how is this fair? How is this how do we get to this point? That's why we need Durant to leave. I I'll be so happy when Durant leaves, just because you know, the NBA, I think, is in a really good spot right now with all the stars and the interest is at an all-time level. And, you know, we have all the off-the-court drama that's always really interesting and people pay attention to, even more so than stuff that happens on the court a lot of the time. Um, yeah, we did a whole podcast of off-the-court stuff. Right. And <laughs> the biggest problem that with the NBA right now, well, there's other problems like tampering and that sort of thing. Um, but I think one of their biggest problems... With in terms of like getting people to actually watch games and sit down and watch a two and a half hour basketball game, is we already know what's going to happen. 
there's no parity. And the NBA's never been the league with the most parity. It's not the NFL. It's not the MLB. The NBA probably has the least upsets out of all the professional sports leagues. But it's even it's gone up to a level that's ridiculous where we already know it's who's just won. out of control. The war the gap between the Warriors and every other team is too big. And I'm not breaking any news by saying that. So that's why we really need Durant to leave. And then I think once he does, we're gonna look back at this three year stretch and we're gonna say, Hey, remember when Durant was on the Warriors and they just wouldn't lose? And we'll be like, Oh yeah, glad that didn't happen. Glad that's not happening yeah, anymore. Glad, glad that's not happening anymore. Hey, the Knicks will be glad to do this for the NBA. The Knicks can save the NBA. Hey, we'll be happy to. You just Kevin, come on. We're waiting for you. Do you think if that happened, like the Knicks and the Warriors could play in the finals? Maybe Curry versus Durant. That'd be cool. I I probably would happen, honestly. Or what about a Knicks Lakers finals? Durant versus LeBron, LA New York. That'd be the NBA's dream. The Knicks in the finals, I would throw up. Yeah. What was the last time you had a team in the championship? The Mets, I guess, a couple years ago? Mets and then the Rangers. Oh yeah, those were those weren't back to back though. I think the Mets were the year. No, out. they weren't. It was a there was a little bit of a gap, but I was feeling good sports wise, and then man, now you're in a rough patch. It, it came crashing down. Yeah. Um. So one more thing about the Warriors. You know, we're talking about how unbeatable they are and how good they are. I think this team is better. Like, where would you rank this version of the Warriors compared to the other ones they've had? Is this the best team they've had? I think by far, honestly. Because the 73-win one was obviously the best in terms of, like, regular season success. But you know they can't couldn't go to the level as these ones because they didn't have Durant. I think this one really is um, because now Durant has been there long enough and, you know, there's a sense of establishment and him and Curry have basically figured out who's the alpha, who's not. I mean, they're both alphas, but... You know, now they have uh, Boogie, and he gives them that other dimension. They they really struggled through the regular season last year, and this year I, I haven't seen that much of a struggle. Yeah, they take nights off, and they're not always giving their full effort, but, you know, that's the regular season when you're a championship team. Last year was different. The only thing that I could think that could uh, be the big demise of this team is if they have another incident, like earlier in the season when Draymond and Durant got into it about – him leaving and all the offseason stuff uh, trickles into the locker room and the chemistry gets broken up. But if that was going to happen, it would have happened by now, like it has to the Celtics. Oh, I just brought them in again. Yep, and we're back to the Celtics sucking. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something about the Warriors. I forgot. Oh, the one thing that is interesting about them, too, is like they have had a lot of like changing parts on those teams, too. But it's just all – it's always consistent with Steph, Clay, and, well, Duran, I guess now. But, like, they always – all the role players and stuff are always interchanging. All of LeBron's teams, always – everyone's always changing. And that seems to be, like, how how they're just having so much success. Yeah, and they've always had Livingston and Iguodala who have kind of been those role – at least yeah. they've had those guys always who have been, like, the role players who are there. They know what to do. They get it. They're – Comfortable. They can always put in Iguodala and Livingston to to settle everyone down. Yeah. So they're winning the title, and it makes me wonder why and we're even doing a basketball podcast uh, up yeah, until the end. Everyone of the... <laughs> listening already knows. So. So I, I really don't know why we're doing this, but we're doing it anyway. So um, 
Yeah, that's great. Thanks for thanks for listening. Thanks for um, listening. Uh, <laughs> please don't please don't turn it off. We have a couple more things we want to touch up on. Yeah, this uh, riveting that? NBA season. Yeah. Um. All right. So, what's next? The um, my my messages are uh, flooded with talk about Trey Young. All right. And oh well, if I knew that was next, I would have done some cool segue with him and Steph Curry, even though he's never going to be Steph Curry. But maybe it's for the best <laughs> I didn't do that segue. Um, yeah, exactly. So Trey Young's been on a hot streak. We can't deny that he's in his last four games. He's put up or his I think last. He's averaging like forty points in his last three games. Yeah, yeah. So he got a, He played today against the Bulls, and he got ejected. What, did you see that? How he that stared down. That was kind of a cool. That was a cool ejection. He I'll stared down that. Chris Dunn. I think that was bullshit. I don't think he should have gotten ejected. Um, oh no, me neither. I'm just saying the way that he got ejected was pretty cool. He slapped him on the back of the head, like so he I'm was gonna, like a kid. So I'm gonna throw that game out because he got ejected and didn't get to finish for his point for his stat total. So yeah, he had the game like before that, points when he got ejected. Yeah, the game before that went to quadruple overtime. He had 49 points. So make of it what you will. I mean, he got a lot of them in the extra time he played. Um, He had 36 the game before that against Minnesota and 36 the game before that against Houston. So he's obviously been on the hot streak. He's he won rookie of the month for the Eastern Conference and he won it the month before that, too, for January. So he won it for January, February. And I think he won it for November. I think they combined October and November uh, because the season starts mid-October. So he's been on a tear recently. But now I've seen people starting to say things like, oh, the Atlanta Hawks actually won the trade. You know, they they got Trey Young. They got their guy. The Dallas got their guy too. So both teams won the trade. No, that's not how this stuff works. Yeah, it, look, and he's had this hot streak, and I will own up to it. I didn't think Trey Young's going to be that good. Trey Young can be that good. He is a very good shooter. He's a very good playmaker. He's good at all this stuff. As of right now, Luka Doncic numbers 21-7-5, Trey Young 18-3-7. Uh, Luka Doncic attempting two more threes per game, better three-point percentage, more free throws, so getting to the line more, better free throw percentage, um, less turnovers, more steals, more blocks. How is Trey Young better than Luka Doncic? I know he's been playing better lately, but how is that even a thing still? It's not a thing. And then they're saying, and you know, when this trade happened and we didn't have this podcast there, I didn't have the website there where I could write and stuff, but you you could vouch for me. I said it was an all-time travesty of a trade. I compared it to the Markel Fultz-Jason Tatum trade, kind of the reverse of that trade, because this time I thought the team that traded down the Hawks in this case were actually going to be the recipient of the bad side of the trade when in the other one, the Celtics who traded down were the winners, but it's not hard to understand these things. You know, it comes down to who got the best player. Yeah. And that's, I I was going to say the same thing. It comes down to Donkic is a better player and which it really comes down to that pick. Honestly. Well, it doesn't, because if that pick isn't a better player than Luka Doncic, which, you know, it's going to be like in the 10s, like in the 11th pick or something like that, maybe. If that player is not better than Luka Doncic, which he probably won't be because it's a later pick, then guess what? The Mavericks won the trade. 
You know, this isn't like trading for a star and he could leave and then we're reevaluating years later. Like, oh, the Nuggets actually won the Carmelo trade, which, by the way, they won. I think the Knicks still won more playoff series than the Nuggets since the Carmelo trade. (laughs) I just want to put that out there. Um, But, you know, this is trading for rookies and they're both on the same contract scale and everything. So you're really just assessing it by who's the better player. And it's Doncic. So for that reason, the Hawks still lost this trade, no matter how good Trey Young's been uh, the last couple of weeks or the last week. See, and I get, I've, I'd agree with you in the fact, obviously, he's better. But I still think that pick does matter. We don't know where that pick's going to be. I mean, and you pair, you can get good players in the teens and the early, you know, double-digit round, or picks. The thing is, is, will he be good enough to pair with Trey Young? And will it matter to where those two players are going to be better than Donkic? I don't know. Which well, there's why, also a I, chance. There's also a chance, and a slight one, that Dallas shoots to the top three, and then Atlanta doesn't get the pick because that pick's top five protected for the Mavs. So that's well, that's then it's an automatic loss, obviously for the Hawks. Yeah, but then I, I think it changes to some a, second rounders. But go ahead, Hunter. yeah. This will this will be a cop out, obviously, but I'm in. I'm just going to wait and see where this pick, pick uh, what this pick actually is. I know, uh, I know. I'm sorry. But this pick, it matters to me in my mind more than, I guess, other people's. Listen, I wasn't big on Trey Young. Um, I thought he was an undersized guard who was going to get pushed around in the NBA, and I hated how everybody kept saying, oh, he's Steph Curry, he's Steph Curry. Uh, no, there's not, No, he's not. And by the way, even though he's been on this hot streak, he's still not Steph Curry. Steph Curry, we just talked about. He's probably the second best point guard of all time. Um, yeah, exactly. Stop saying Trey Young, Steph Curry. Steph Curry is one of a kind. He's the best shooter ever. It's unrealistic to think that Trey Young's going to be the Steph Curry, the next Steph Curry. Trey Young could be really good, and he could be the second best rookie from that class. But he's not going to be Steph Curry. He's, Steph Curry is an all-time great. There's certain. There's certain players in all time where there's just not other players of you. Steph Curry, there's not another Steph Curry. Steph Curry is Steph Curry. He is the, one of the greatest players ever. Michael Jordan is Michael, like no one, you can't just make these guys again. Right, and I remember, I think Draymond had a quote about how he's heard that Steph Curry is ruining basketball, and he's like, and I, I don't remember the exact thing, but it was like, Steph Curry's ruining basketball because other guys think they are Steph Curry when he's one of a kind, you know? Exactly. He's not ruining basketball. He's just better at basketball than everyone else. And yeah. everyone still thinks that they can shoot threes from 35 feet. and make he's, he's not replicable is the point. Exactly. So you're copping out here. I, I don't know. Like I'm copping that. out. Right. I know. So, yeah. First I time. Think, I, think, I think the Mavs still won the trade unless they – Hawks get a player through that deal that's better than Luka Doncic, and I see no way that happens. I think Doncic is going to be uh, an all, potential for an all-timer. So let's move on. Um, I wanted to do All-NBA. We're about three-quarters of the way through the season, which means we could do All-NBA for this point. We only have like 20-something games left to go. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through my first team first, and then you can do your first team Let's not spend too much time on this because we got some uh, things to go through at the end. Uh, so my first team, 
my guards, Steph Curry, James Harden, duh. Forwards, Giannis and Paul George. I think that's obvious. And then my center was Jokic. Yeah. Um, mine was... My center is Anthony Davis. I don't even have but him that... on the team. I don't even have him on the team. Wow. On the th- yeah, that like was, any, that on any of the three teams. Oh, wow. That's absurd. Well, the logic is, you know, he's just not playing anymore. I mean, but he has been playing. Yeah, but he's kind of right now the all NBA team. He's on it. All right. So I kind of factored in the fact that he quit on his team and that's why he's not on my list. Okay. Well, I guess that explains that. But in my opinion, he definitely quit on his team, obviously, but he's still in the all NBA team. All right. Well, I don't have him there because he quit on his team. But anyways, um, (laughs) my forwards and my uh, and my guards are the same. So second team. Russell Westbrook, you know, he's averaging a triple-double. Maybe we should give him the MVP for that. I thought that's what we did uh, in the NBA. No. <laughs> um, so stupid that he won it in 2017. But still, I think he's second team. He's been – his shooting numbers are awful, but he's still been pretty good. And his new role is kind of like the B to Paul George. Um, or maybe they're both just one A's. Who knows? Uh, so Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard's my other guard. My forwards are Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard. And I have Embiid as the center. Um, so I have... Where am I here? Oh, my forwards are LeBron and Durant. Uh, my center is Embiid, which is what you had, right? Yeah. No Jokic? You don't, you don't have Jokic? My, Jokic? Jokic is my third team. So I like Jokic more than Embiid just because... I reward the winning and you know, Embiid's kind of been out recently with injuries. So I'm holding that against him a little. And yeah, that's why I had Jokic. In my opinion, this, the center position was really, really hard just because they're all so close in honestly, like stats and everything. They're all just kind of interchangeable right now. Well, Embiid has like these um, numbers, 27 and 13, something like that or 27. Yeah. And 12. yeah Embiid, his, his rebounding is crazy. I just had to put you because um, his team has the, I think, the fourth best record in the league. So that had to matter. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then my guards were Lillard and Beal for Beal. the second team. Yep. Bradley Beal. That guy's team is like under 500 by like, what, 10 games? Yeah, but Bradley Beal's the only reason that they're even a team. By 12 games? I mean, I don't know how you could Bradley have him. Well, Westbrook's on my third team. Winning has to matter. Does winning matter that much when his stats are just that much better? I mean, when his team's 12 games under 500, yeah. I mean, he is legitimately the only player on that team. That's great and all, but I don't know. I, I, I don't like putting the guys who aren't winning. And that's why I disagree with you on having LeBron on the second team. And I moved him to the third team over Kawhi. Kawhi's team is like the third best record in the league. Yeah, but LeBron, the thing is, is and you're going to use this for LeBron too, but Kawhi just doesn't play. And LeBron's yeah, been hurt, obviously. But they played the same they've amount of games. they played, so. essentially, yeah. And, but the problem is, is the Lakers need LeBron James, clearly. And he's just LeBron James. So you can't, but I know it feels weird to put LeBron on the third team. 
it would just feel weird because he's still doing LeBron James things. But I can't. I understand his team sucked, but he's in a harder conference, moving a completely different team, which is literally the exact same thing as Kawhi. But Kawhi's moving to the East. I'd understand if, you know, the Raptors were like just a six seed or something in the East. But they're the third. Forget the conferences. They got like the third best record in the league. And I'm not going to hold it against Kawhi that his team he's plays with better players or he plays in a good system with a good coach and a good organization that can win when he's not there. That's not fair to hold that against a guy. Yeah, I guess. So, all right. You're the th- my third team, I had Carl Anthony Towns as the center. Like I said, I didn't have Davis. Towns, Towns like, is my honorable mention. He's Towns, awesome right now. Towns has like been single-handedly keeping this Minnesota team alive after the whole Jimmy Butler I mean, debacle. Ever since he almost died, he's been like incredible. Oh, yeah, I saw that story. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my four words were LeBron and Blake Griffin. Yep, mine were Blake and then Kawhi. Obviously, ours are flipped. And then my guards were Kyrie and Ben Simmons. Wow, ours were not the same there. Okay. Because I had Westbrook, obviously, which you had above. And I had um, Kemba. Kemba? So you don't even have Kyrie on your team? I do not. I mean, I I don't hate it because... The, The problem that I had at the end, and I had seven guards listed, was it just all got jumbled up at the end to where it was like, all right. Who the hell is even going to stick out in this? And nobody really did. So you put you put the guys who I value winning the most on mine, and that's why I have guys like Kyrie, who's even though the Celtics have been struggling recently, I mean they're still a team that's well over five hundred and is going to make the playoffs. The like the Wizards, Bradley Beal's team is under five hundred. The Hornets are five games under five hundred for Kemba. So that's why I had Kyrie and Simmons, two guys who have been guards on, you know, playoff teams, teams that I don't even want to say could make a deep playoff run because I don't even know what to say with the Celtics. But and their stats have been there. And um, that's why I had those guys. And obviously the Thunder have been good for Westbrook, Lillard and the Trailblazers and uh, everything with Steph and Harden are obvious. That's yeah, so why I, I value the winning of, the most. Yeah, yeah. Winning more stats involved. Mine were more stats. Which is uh, which is wrong. I'm I'm gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Um, oh my God, Kemba, Bradley Beal. These guys aren't even gonna make the playoffs. And you're they're gonna be they're all NBA over Kyrie and Ben Simmons. Come on now. I mean, Kyrie Irving. Nah, never mind. I I uh, I. Somebody was telling me, oh, he should be on the second team over Westbrook. Uh, he's got better shoot. Yeah, the shooting numbers are better, but he. And then I mentioned, well, look what all, all the drama he's caused for the self. It's like, that shouldn't matter. I'm like, well, it does matter. This is still a sport. There's still a human element involved. He, I, he's really like caused a lot of issues. I think he's caused a lot of locker room tor- turmoil that's affected this team's impact on the court. And that's got to matter, you know? That's what I was going to say when I just said, never mind. So. It was just uh, he. Yeah, I just kind of factored in the fact that he kind of 
has the Celtics playing down right now. But yeah. All right. So you want to get into the segments? We're, we're going to do some segments now. It's uh, our uh, yeah, really mix. We're really mixing it up. It's our attempt to be original and creative. Hopefully, it doesn't go too horribly. Um. All right. So what was the first one I had? It was uh, dumb take of the week. Yeah, dumb take of the week. Is it dumb take of the week that you actually kind of believe or just dumb take of the week? I think we should do that. I think we should do like hot take of the week that you're like, wait, I kind of am with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what is it? So what so what are we doing this week? I put, I gave um, you this uh this task. Yeah, I had a couple friends help me out and give me some hot takes and all this. The one that got me was the Lakers are better off with Paul George than LeBron. Oh. They, have got, they, could, they could have gotten Kawhi and Paul George or somebody and Paul George Yeah. instead of instead of that. And I at first I was like, no, you're crazy. And then I kind of 10 minutes later was like, is he right? Well, the thing is, you know, if they had Paul George and they still have all these young guys, uh, the age table lines up a little better. Like LeBron's 35. I mean, yeah, he's, he's not really with, like 20 year olds. Yeah, he's on a different timetable than these guys are. So if you had Paul George, I mean, Paul George isn't young, but yeah, I guess it helps with the timetable. And he's obviously been amazing this season in Oklahoma City, having the best year of his career. So I don't know. And I don't know about that. And it is, which makes it a LeBron's, hot take, obviously. LeBron's 34, by the way. Sorry. Yeah, and LeBron is LeBron, which Paul George this year is playing better than LeBron James, which is, you know, not something crazy to say, but George is third in the MVP voting right now behind Giannis and Harden, which, and you could even make the case that he's two. You could, I wouldn't, but you could, you could, and I won't either. So I, I actually kind of like that take, but I don't know if Paul George would be having this same season with the Lakers. That's the, that's the caveat. Exactly. And, which would be the big caveat, which, which is the also the other part of the hot take was the, somebody else they could have gotten. Because I feel like people would rather play with Paul George than LeBron James. Oh, I mean, maybe. Maybe. Seems like Paul George LeBron would rather James play with Russell Westbrook than LeBron James. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're choosing to play with Westbrook over LeBron, shouldn't that That's say something, say about, something LeBron? about LeBron? Yeah. Who wants, with, who wants to play with Westbrook? And he somehow figured it out. Yeah. And got Westbrook to calm down and just be like, yo, give me the ball. Yeah. It's all because they got rid of your boy Mello. It's been a huge well, change. Well, obviously. Um, was there another one? Um, the other one was from our boy Jake, uh, your fellow Boston fan. Oh. <laughs> he, just he just wanted me to say LeBron is a piece of shit teammate. <laughs> and, Giannis, and Giannis is who you want on your team from here on out. Which, Jake, doesn't like, Jake doesn't like LeBron. <laughs> no, clearly doesn't like LeBron. I know. Um, <laughs> which, is that's not even a hot take, in my opinion. Well, I mean, Giannis is younger, so obviously you would rather want Giannis than LeBron. Yeah, exactly. And the take of LeBron being a shit teammate, that's pretty clear. Well, he tried to trade all of his teammates. Openly he, tried he, to trade all of his teammates. He's, he's such a good teammate. That he wanted them to go to a situation where they didn't have to deal with him and his leadership style. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, 
Yeah, that's uh, we could make fun of LeBron all day, can't we? We really could. I mean, I I could. What about the one uh, that? So we got another one. He wanted to remain nameless because he doesn't want to be associated with the take. But uh, should we just name him anyways? I'm down. All right. So Chap sent us uh, this text about um, the take that the stupid take that he doesn't actually believe but might also kind of believe that which i definitely think he believes yeah that zion williamson is anthony bennett reincarnated (laughs) which we quickly went to google to check uh, um height and weight and stuff i just want to see how much anthony bennett weighed and i was like there's no way he weighs as much as zion and which he doesn't he's 40 pounds less and but the comparison is kind of there in the fact that, you know, six, seven, blah, blah, blah. But Zion Williamson is just such a freak athlete. It's scary. Yeah, they have, like, the similar bodies and stuff. I see where he was coming from, but it's like, number, the problem with Bennett was he was always too small to play, to be a traditional four, which he played like a traditional four, and he was too small for that. And he wasn't skilled enough to be a three. So he never really could fit in either way. Zion is skilled enough to play. The three. I don't know even know what his actual position is. He's just a forward, I guess, is what we're going to call him. Um, He's like the epitome of positionless. He, well, I think Giannis is, but. Well, yeah, but I'm like, like college coming yeah, up right now. So. I know. Um, so Zion, he's just more skilled, more athletic. He's bigger than Anthony Bennett, so he can like actually play that power forward role, even though we're moving away from positions and I hate saying power forward. Like it's a clear cut thing anymore. Um, so no, he's got, he's bigger. He's more athletic. He's more skilled. He's great defender. He's actually not a bad shooter. I don't know why people think he is. Yeah. He, and his shot, like, okay. He doesn't, the stats probably show that he's not that good of a shooter, but his shot isn't bad enough to where you're like, Oh man, like that's never gonna get fixed, but like he he makes shots, yeah, and that'll just fix over time in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's not like what Giannis is or what Ben Simmons is, you know. Yeah, he's not like I'm not taking threes. Like he's taking them with confidence yeah. that he's gonna make it. So he's gonna change one lucky team. So Anthony, I, I did I did chuckle at the whole Anthony Bennett thing. Um, yeah, so that's it that for was... <laughs> uh, dumb take, dumb takes of the week. Uh, yeah. If anybody that you know listens or whatever has takes or anything like that, just tweet at us, text me. You know, all of our friends actually listen to this. So, um, so we wanted to do a favorite off-court thing, and mine is, uh, you know, going back to LeBron. Let's just keep, <laughs> let's just keep doing it. Let's so, just keep. Hammering the uh, hammering the LeBron train here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you mentioned, and this is it, and then we're going to go. Um, you mentioned at the top how you're a big fan of the shop, and I watched the new episode. It had LeBron, Maverick Carter, Anthony Davis, Meek Mill, uh, Jamie Foxx. I'm trying to remember who else. He gets, a lot of, he gets so many people on that. It's awesome. Two chains who LeBron. Oh, we forgot to add that to LeBron's resume. Oh, uh, you're going to take, take my off-the-court moment. All right, I'll, then, I, then I won't. Then I won't go. Who else was on that show? Ger- Gerard Carmichael and uh, Antonio Brown. Anyways, I don't know why I felt like I wanted to name them all. I just thought it was cool that all these guys were there. Um, 
But when when he was talking to Anthony Davis on the shop, have you see? Did you see the new episode? No, I haven't watched it yet. All right, so Anthony Davis. Anytime, like, they were having a conversation, he would always, like, bring it back to Anthony Davis and, like, just compliment him. Like, Antonio Brown was talking about how the Steelers' situation has gotten out of hand and all that stuff. Um, and that it, it doesn't—and, like, people are writing his narrative or saying things about him that aren't true or whatever. And LeBron was like, that's exactly what's going on with AD. AD's— uh, He's now everyone's saying he's changed or whatever because he's not doing the narrative. He was just basically sucking up to Davis every shot he got. He was just saying, you you don't need to listen to these people. You're doing the right thing. Basically just like trying to get in his good graces. Um, and how, then there was, he, how is that allowed? Yeah, there was another part too. How is it allowed, especially when you factor in they have the same agent? But there was another part too where he like says, Anthony, they were talking about like, who you owe, like when you come from, you know, a background like some of them have, like LeBron came from a pretty rough background um, and how you become successful and get all this money. And do you really owe it to people around you? Uh, that was one of like the to, you know, give them money and help them out, stuff like that. That was one of the topics they had. And they brought up Anthony. Da- Anthony Davis brought up how his parents like never really asked him for anything after he made it to the NBA. And LeBron just started complimenting Anthony Davis's parents. He's like, "I've met your mom and dad. They're so cool. They're I, I love your mom and dad." Like he was like complimenting his parents. It felt like you know what it felt like. It felt like if you're um, like if you are friends with a girl and she has a boyfriend who she's unhappy with, and you're just trying to like. Say things like, just compliment her. You're so pretty. You're so smart. You don't need these people. You don't need them saying all these things about yeah. you. You don't need that. That's what it felt like. Underhanded, uh, like backhanded slams at the boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's really what it felt like. I thought it was so funny. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'll have to watch that when we get off. But, um, yeah, that really doesn't make sense how that's allowed. And I know... It's, you know, he's not literally tampering or whatever, but he kind of is. You know, they got Draymond now, Clutch. Really? Yeah, you didn't see that? No. Yeah, so they got Draymond, and they add him to the client list of Davis, LeBron, Ben Simmons, so. Hmm. Whoa. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know how it's allowed. LeBron is a player. He's Once Luke Walton gets fired, he'll be the coach again. Probably just going to get T. Lou as a figurehead again. And uh, I said that like three podcasts ago or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, I was like, he's going to get Ty Lue when he fires Luke Walton. And um, he'll be the coach again. Maybe he'll get mad at Palinka, get rid of him, be the GM. And uh, he's an agent too. So all of that's somehow legal. I, I don't know how, but it apparently is. So whatever. it's LeBron James. Uh, so what's, your, what's your favorite off the court thing that you saw this week? Well, you kind of alluded to it when, uh, so Two Chains dropped his rapper "Go to the League" album. I like the album, it's pretty good. Me too, me too. I like the album. It, it's the first three songs were like, eh, but it really hits a stride at one point. That one line about Johnny Manziel, I really yeah, like. Yeah. He's awesome. Um, so yeah, it comes out that he's like the executive producer, or whatever it is, he ars it or something, and. It was just right at the perfect time because it had the the time and the date on it of when they were recording. And it was the day before that Warriors game that he sat out. (laughs) 
and it was just the perfect like combination of that and Twitter and everything. And oh man, I couldn't stay off Twitter. It was electric. Oh, he was, he was drinking book, wine. <laughs> he was getting hammered, like writing bars with. It, oh my god. The video of LeBron sitting there, and he was like, I don't know, I think you need a feature right here. And I'm like, you're, you're telling 2 chains where he needs a feature? <laughs> Is 2 chains telling you like, what, what, uh, what your shot selection should be when you're playing? Like, what is going on? I, uh, LeBron's move to L.A. will go down as one of the... That's, this is my hot take. This is the end of LeBron's career. Oh, I think, yeah, I mean, he's... The star of this is, Camp 2, star of the shop, the... This is, MJ's, uh, this is MJ's wizard to run. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe we should just rename this segment Crapping on Bashing LeBron. LeBron. <laughs> Once a week, we just shit on LeBron. My other favorite off-the-court thing was, uh, technically wasn't off-the-court, it was when Kyrie showed up today and said that he wasn't going to miss this place. No, that's not what he said. <laughs> he said... They were, like, filming him as he was coming in. He's like... I'm not going to miss this when I'm done playing. I uh, know. It was a joke. I just wanted to get you going. Yeah, well, it didn't work. So. <laughs> it clearly did. Um, all right. I think that's it. We went on a little too long there, but, you know, whatever. It's uh, all right. Yeah, if you're so, listening to this podcast, you're listening to the whole thing anyway. Get yeah, over it. So, all righty then. That's it for this week. We will be back next week. Until then. Take it easy. Peace.